What's up, ladies and gentlemen? This is Navel Gazing with Josh and Jimbo. We just want to remind you that if you see a navel, it's your right. Actually, it's your responsibility to gaze. Hello, Josh. How are you? I am fantastic. And um, going through my um, wonderful day, I'm taking a break, actually, from long-distance learning, which has started as of yesterday. Well, I guess you're really doing long-distance teaching. Isn't that true? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I, I think we like to describe it as the process of long-distance learning. And considering that I am um, very barbaric in my teaching strategies, it's uh, long-distance learning for me as well. But by barbaric, you don't mean that you still, like, use a yardstick across the knuckles on the on the students, right? No, no, no. Um, uh, nor do I use... That, 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 um, that, that would be difficult for a long distance. Right, 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 right. And I also don't use those uh, transparencies and um, the, uh, the the light. No dittos. No, 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 you know, no dittos. You're not on the ditto machine. No dittos for me. No, no, no. Got it. Um, but you're not, I you're do. Not, you're not that barbaric. Well, I'm barbaric enough that my my lectures on the presidency include pictures of uh, just. Uh, George W. Bush, Richard Nixon, and Barack Obama. Okay. Well, that I, I wouldn't call that. Oh, you mean? You, does that mean to say you you're not talking about the current president in your in your government? Yeah, class? I'm pretty old school in that way. And um, but the thing is about the current president is I have found him problematic to discuss with regard to. Uh, I guess uh, traditional constitutional notions of what the president is capable of doing and will be doing. That that makes sense that that would be problematic or at least challenging. Right, and so using him as an example is uh, it, it doesn't really work. Oftentimes, <laughs> I don't know if you if right. you saw the, the the conference yesterday where he talked about how he could as a president because he has like. Um, I'm paraphrasing, but like total authority, he could command that all think, states reopen. And yeah, I've, I've, I've actually heard it say I've, I've heard it say complete and total, and I've heard it quoted as saying absolute. And I yeah, I can't it. remember the the actual wording, but right, but right, but he, but your under, but our general understanding of the Constitution is fill in the blank. Uh, that federalism is such that no, he doesn't, and that had he commanded the states to close, which he didn't, um, which is why like seven or eight states didn't ever close down, um, he can't command them to open. By the way, federalism is the concept of um, two sovereign identities having control over the same um, body yeah, 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 yeah. We've all seen Hamilton. I'm just kidding. Anyway. <laughs> uh, we're, we're, yeah, we're making assumptions for our for our ten listeners, um, and 
and I think that's okay. Uh, but, there, but it, there, there, but could case, there could be 12. I mean, we, we could just lie and say that there's many, 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 like just hundreds of thousands of people are listening to us right now. And so we wanted you wanted to clear up what federalism was for our listeners out there uh, in the in the Midwest, uh, rural Midwest listeners who may or may not be familiar as familiar with the government concepts as as the ones in our inner circle. But you know we're all we even have some international listeners, so they need to know too. None of that um, is making it all up. I, yeah, I don't I don't know if that's true. I think the, the Midwest is more likely, but still unlikely. Right. <laughs> anyway, I noticed on social media you were watching the um, the the press conference and you somehow compared it to the movie The Interview. And uh, I did yeah. not watch the press conference, and I have not seen the interview. Um, so I'm going to interview you. Uh, what what kind of did you mean by that? Okay, so I don't know. Uh, well. Uh, I was going to uh, answer um, in a way that was misleading because I was going to say that I don't know if you've seen the interview, but you just said that you've not seen it. Um, but if you've seen the interview, it's about uh, James Franco. He plays like uh, like an Entertainment Weekly sort of um, interviewer, and um, he, it, he finds out that he um, – like uh, Kim Jong-un is a massive fan of his. And at the same time, Seth Rogen is his pr- pr- producer, and um, Seth Rogen is, um, like, distraught about the fact that he does, like, entertainment television. And so he pushes for them to do this interview, and um, then the CIA gets involved, and they want um, James Franco to assassinate Kim Jong-un. And um, it, it's a remarkable telling of um, of Kim Jong-un and his, um, I guess, social credibility versus what's actually going on in North Korea. And I feel in the same way that an interview or press conference with uh, Donald Trump at this time is not really real. And um, it's a shame that we listen to so much of this, or we being me, I guess, since I'm on quarantine and I turn it on every time, but that I, I, I don't believe that he's a trustworthy narrator. I don't believe that the things that he shares, the clips that he shares, are based on honesty and truth in the way that I feel like, and I'm totally biased, but I feel like Barack Obama was pretty doggone thoughtful, sincere, and honest. Did he want to show a flashlight on his um, negative qualities? Probably not. But did he hide them like a monster? No. No. So that it, 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 that's what's uh, probably the most amazing is that when we speak, language almost fails us. And by the way, yeah, disclaimer, Josh is uh, left-wing biased. Uh, so <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> right. 
we don't often get into politics on our show, but like just the other day, we mentioned that we did. We came out hard uh, against the Nazis. So we anti-Nazi, anti-fascist, also. Anti-Nazi, anti-fascist, anti-anti-Beatle. So pro-Beatle. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. we we don't. But so we we felt like we could delve into it a little bit more and be and just be ourselves and be honest about it because I mean it's fine. You know, we're, we're, we're all inclusive. We want everyone to listen if they want to. You don't have to like it. You don't have to listen. We prefer you did. But we're going to talk about what we want to talk about. Um, language almost fails, right? Because I think you could say easily for the last century that um, presidents or politicians in general speak in manners that highlight their positive qualities Um maybe try to cloud their negative qualities um, and make themselves look good for re-election. That's what they all right. do. And so someone could say, well, that's what Donald Trump is doing. And it's and because it's, he's no different from anyone else because nobody's honest. And, I, and it's difficult to say there's a difference between and – and I don't, I don't see it as that subtle of a difference. Uh, but between highlighting a positive quality and lying. Well, I struggle, too, because you're right. That's what politicians do. But one of the reasons why, um, anecdotally, uh, Trump was elected was because he, quote-unquote, tells it like it is. And that's not what's going on. No, no. And he's never – they're not. It, it, he doesn't. He doesn't speak the facts like they are. He just doesn't try to be diplomatic. And so, evidently, his allure to those that appreciate him is that he's not diplomatic, um, and they care less about the what that he says and more about how he says it. And they appreciate the manner in which he is consistently disrespectful. Um, and could care less about the number of times he is strictly dishonest. Right. You know what? I, 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 oh. no. I, I, I was just going to say, I find that to be bizarre that then that the same person that demands respect from others is so reluctant to ever express it the other way. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, his, his willingness to use um like really really disrespectful nicknames for anything anyone that he disagrees with um is beyond any president I, I i can't think of a single politician or president who has used as many disrespectful nicknames as he has for people who he disagrees with but I, but I another him, what go ahead i said another record said another record yeah. No, I, I was going to give him a specific kudos, though, that he has stopped calling it the China virus. But somebody on his team was like, dude, bro, stop. Back down. And it does seem like in the last two weeks he quit. He did double down two and a half weeks ago. But then, but I, I, I don't think he's used that reference since. Yeah, well, I just got into a Facebook argument with someone yesterday who's still calling it the Chinese virus. So, um, and and trying to and trying to uh, and trying to falsely equivalent it with the Spanish flu. Um, so it, the damage is done. But good for him. You know, he's not. He is not. Um, 
he, he now that he's lit the fire, he's not blowing any more oxygen on it. Uh, truth that. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, we're, we're, I think we're running short of time here because we're both on breaks from work. But you know, it is it, it's strange times indeed. Um, I'm, I'm hoping I can check out the interview because I, I I know it made quite a splash a little while ago um, and was considered controversial at the time. <laughs> well, you know, it's fundamentally, it is controversial because it is a film about people killing an international figure as he is currently in office. Like, as you watch it, if you realize that, you can be like, oh, yeah, I, I, I can see why this was problematic. Now, whether or not it should have, um, you know, uh, uh, created, like, assassination suggestions is different. But, um, like, if someone made if, – if someone in North Korea made a movie about North Koreans invading America and killing Donald Trump, we might question that. We probably would. I know I would. I, and, and for as much as I would prefer he was not the president, I would probably still – I would not – not probably. I would have a problem with the movie based on that right. premise. Right. And so, so you get that as it goes. But um, it, 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 is, it is remarkable. And if you watch it, um, just watch through the first seven minutes. The interview with um, Eminem, it will blow your mind. If you don't know anything about that, it kills. Eminem destroys in that interview. Funny? Uh, yeah, funny, and he plays it so, um, I'll use the word straight, but um, it's different from that. Got it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, so basically, if I don't watch the whole movie, just watch the first seven minutes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The first seven minutes will give you what it is that you're expecting. I would say the last 12 to 15 minutes go a little bit weirdly violent in ways that you wouldn't expect. But, um, but. And again, those... and again, remind me, what part of the movie reminded you of the press conference that you were watching yesterday? Uh, uh, just Kim Jong-un himself. And his, Got basically it. what, oh, okay. I don't want to give away too much, but what, what ends up happening is that James Franco becomes somewhat, um, um, like tied to Kim Jong-un because he goes out with him, he's entertained by him, and he realizes what an amazing person he is and um, doesn't then want to go forward with the assassination. And then there's a pivotal point at which Kim Jong-un's like craziness becomes apparent. And I feel like that that's similar to Donald Trump press conferences because he's good at sharing positive information. But then every once in a while, there's a glimpse into how freaking crazy he is. There's more than a glimpse. I got gotcha. you. All right. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know if I'll be able to make it through the whole movie, but I'll, I'll for sure check out the first seven minutes. Uh, oh, yeah. with, on that note, on that note, back to work for me, back to work for you, 
And, uh, you know, maybe as we increase our listenership internationally, globally, um, we, we can we, we can make this to work, you know, right? Teamwork right. makes well, teamwork. I, I believe the Midwest is straight up blowing up right now. Uh, well, for you mean with our with our listenership? Exactly. I believe we could I have three so people out there. Three. <laughs> hey, but if we spread like we uh, exponentially, right? Yeah, three today, six tomorrow, twelve by Friday. Let's do this. That's the way the coronavirus worked. Oh Lord. I was trying. I was trying to just let, let back, back it down a little bit, but you went there. All right. On that <laughs> note. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. See ya.